You ready? Whenever you're ready. All right. Hey, I want to welcome you to the latest podcast of the Denny Artachi Show. I have a great friend and guest today that I'm excited to have here. I want to first remind you that remember that uh, this podcast is on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, and Pandora. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm running, I'm running fingers. fingers yes. uh, you can also catch the, uh, the YouTube channel, Denny Artachi Show. So, uh, you know, we talk about different things, finance, music, some world issues. And today I have a, I consider you a very good friend, my friend, Captain Randy Lundy. Served honorably in the Army. We're both Army veterans. Hoorah. Hoorah. No, that's that's from the Marines, man. No, we're hoorah, guys. We're, we are? We're hoorah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we like hoorah. <laughs> Randy, uh, tell them your background. What did you do when you were in the Army? I was a <laughs> officer, as you mentioned, yes. in, in the Army Nurse Corps. So I... What did I do? Well, I took care of the troops, mm-hmm. trained the medics, and ran field hospital and ops. Pretty okay. much, that's what we did. So uh, we're going to see, uh, I want to have Bobby again on this podcast, and we're going to have a little competition on who did the better podcast. Oh, you mean your second best, By second, second best, best right. guest. Are you hearing yes. this, Bobby? Well, <laughs> look, you have a medical background. We have a lot of things in common. We both entertain people. We're both unapologetically conservative Republicans. But your background, and I wanted you to talk to the consumers today and my, my listeners out there, this whole pandemic we call COVID. I swear, Randy, I think some people never want it to go away. I think they want it to stay here for as long as they can. So I, you know, uh, I I don't know if this is going to put me on Joe Rogan status because there's a lot that you (laughs) refute that has been fed to us. And I think for most of us, the problem was they always changed the goalposts. No one ever came out and said, that's a good question. We just don't know the answer. No, they were winging it from day one, were they not? Well, whenever you have a new disease process, and I I think about when I was in the middle active duty, 1982, at Eisenhower Medical Center in Augusta, Georgia, at Fort Gordon. I think, weren't you at Fort Gordon? Yeah, that's where I went to advanced training, absolutely. We chewed the same dirt. (laughs) Yes, we did. We had a patient come in, and we didn't know what was wrong with this patient, and very quickly... We were told by the NIH and by the Army Surgeon General that it was called something like HIV or AIDS. This is an 82. We didn't know anything about it. So we started to study it and learn where it came from, how it spreads, the, okay. the basics. The basics. And right. so this reminds me, COVID reminds me very much similar of that because COVID was a new entity. SARS was not. The SARS virus complex was not a new, new entity, but the COVID was an entity. So... From the beginning, I think it started November, December of 2019, going back and looking at some of the retrospective data that we've collected. Do you really think it came out of the wet market like they were saying originally? No. That's, that was a tough thing to sell. I'm sorry. No. They've been going to those wet markets for thousands of years, <laughs> eating the most disgusting food. Nothing's ever happened to them. So... Like many, you feel it came out of that lab, do you not, at, at, at the Wuhan lab? Of course. Yeah, yes, I did. Okay. It, respiratory viruses predominantly, which is why from, from the beginning, you ask about the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They talked about COVID as a, as a vector contact. In other words, 
Remember on the airplanes, they were cleaning Absolutely. the tables and the, and the seats and everything. And they, we were being told originally that if you touch something that had COVID virus on it, that's how COVID was spreading. They originally said that it was in the air and could be in the air for hours. And then they said, well, maybe that's not true, but don't touch any wood. Because if, if it lands on the wood, it could be there for hours. Then it was, well, maybe it's not going to stay. So they kept... You know how many people were scrubbing their groceries from Publix for like 20 minutes? This is how they were telling us to deal with this. And at the end of the day... I thought they were scrubbing it with toilet paper, remember? Because we couldn't <laughs> get toilet know. paper. <laughs> so, you know, yes, they told us that initially. But you, you, because of your background... You never believed that it was no. that easily spread. You thought it was a respiratory... Well, that's how it was... It was spread. That's Well, Well, let's go back up. Yeah. The, the major symptoms at that point in time with COVID mm-hmm. were respiratory in nature. Okay. Correct? Yes. I mean, it's, if you, everybody on our, on our, in our audience today will acknowledge that. It was respiratory. Respiratory maladies, respiratory diseases aren't typically contact vector diseases where you touch something and then you put it and you inhale it from your hands. It's what finally they called it a droplet infection. Droplets meaning if people cough, if you sneeze, if you speak, you can spew these minute particles out from your yourself. Well, that's yourself. why they came up with the masks, obviously. Well, that's a whole different ballgame. But going back to your original question about the mm-hmm. about the about how it started, we call that etiology. Where did it come from? And there was right away. I had a re- I had many red flags, but this red flag about having a respiratory virus being non-droplet about not Fauci came out originally. You don't have to wear masks. Masks are going to be useless in this situation. You don't have to change your lifestyles. You don't have to sequester. You don't have to stay inside. You know that he keep went, living. You know he went on the record to um, backtrack that statement and he says the only reason I said that is there were not enough masks to go around so I didn't want people hoarding the masks and that's because people ask him hey Dr. Fauci I thought you said initially <laughs> that you know masks don't we don't need a mask Correct. I remember the early interviews around March he said I don't think this is something that we need to worry about correct I know that uh, President Trump gets the biggest rap sheet on downplaying this but St. Fauci himself were saying early on that this is something that we didn't need to really worry about. It turned out to be false. So, so he says you don't have to wear the mask, and then he changed his mind on the mask. Well, he changed his mind on many things yes. because there was never a plan. When, in the military, you're, you're a soldier. That's right. Okay. My, our job in the medical department, the nurse corps department, in the military, if we deploy you to jackass gap Europe somewhere. Yeah. I need to know what their sanitary situation is. I need to know what foods they have, how they prepare their foods. I need to know what medicines they have. I need to know what disease processes are endemic to a specific demographic geography because I'm sending you you and all your brothers and sisters into a foreign land. Is that why I had so many shots when I was in the army? <laughs> I, I stopped uh, asking. You they stopped just, it? Uh, yeah. They just you, filled me up at all because I was going overseas. Well, think about it. When when <laughs> when people go overseas, yeah. you have to get physicals. You have to get in certain shots and inoculations mm-hmm. based upon 
what we know about the demographic of where you're going. Then when you come back, you just can't get on the boat on the plane, jump in and say, hey, I'm home, mom. You got to sequester, quarantine sometimes because of things that you were exposed to when you were overseas. So I'm, sure. I'm taking, that's part of the knowledge I'm, I'm taking into watching this whole pandemic start to transpire. But then comes the two week pause, which was absolutely unscientific, ridiculous, asking our country to stop, stop living, stop traveling, stop going outdoors, stop going indoors in public places, stop working, close down the schools. Basically, if we could have lived for two weeks and not taken a breath, that would have been this government's panacea. Now, that was during I President that. Yeah, yes. that was during President Trump. That's now, correct. President Trump had put together a task force led by Vice President Pence. Mm-hmm to go ahead and start collecting data, to start talking with some of the people in our government, outside of our government, private, public, to be able to say, here's how we need to proceed. At the same time, you gotta collect data. Every day, you need to collect data on where this is spreading, hence the travel ban. Well, back then they said, I remember when that happened, they said, hey, you know what, let's all pitch in, and for two weeks, let's stay home, and this will go away. But Trying to control a virus, that's kind of like a, a almost a waste of time because it, it can't be controlled. Is there has been any virus in the history of medicine that has been bottled up and kept from spreading? I want to hear it. Has there? If you've heard of something, please inform me <laughs> right. because I haven't. And it's not a laughing matter because many people died of this. Let, let, I mean, let's get the obvious out of the way. However, I've always wondered if the draconian lockdowns did more harm to a society over the long haul because you and I talked about this also besides the vaccines there were many therapies that proved to be beneficial for uh, people suffering from COVID but they seemed to be they were downplayed by both the media and many municipalities and I don't understand why. Well they were downplayed also by a political party that was hell-bent on only promoting one option and that one and option that only. Vaccine, that right? was the vaccines. Now, let's let's back up. You, let's talk about some of the fallout you talked about with mm-hmm. the lockdowns and the two-week pause. Yes. They, you can categorize them in many ways. You could talk about cultural. You can talk about educational. You can talk about spiritual, religious. You can talk about economic. And of course, the whole idea behind a two-week, if we're going to do a two-week lockdown, because of a disease process we're not familiar with, the number one priority and reason would be to protect people's health. Absolutely. Now, yes. Now, that's why we all went along with it. And that's, I went along with it. That's I, why. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, I'm a veteran. I love my country. I want to do whatever I can to help the masses because it's not just about me. And that is why we did that. That is why we locked down for the two weeks. I forget what how President Trump said it exactly. But he asked the country to all chip in together based on the information he had gotten at the time. But it turned out it really didn't do what we hoped it did for a couple of reasons. Number one, not everybody followed it. And even if they did, it did not stop the virus from spreading. And that's the whole point well, let, of the exercise. Let's, let's, again, let's look at it from a epidemiologic perspective. Okay. Okay. That's a big word, folks. Epidemiological. 
See, and you, got more, you need more fingers again. I'm yes. going to count with my fingers here, yes. So I remember when that happened because I was running a healthcare operation. Our specialty was doing in home infusions of medications given intravenously in the home. Okay. We didn't shut down. We were considered to be needed essential. Remember the essential, non-essential, yes, of course. Of course. Right. So I never shut down. I kept going into my office. Just like it was essential to go to a packed Walmart where it was a super spreader, but... It was not essential to go to a church of worship or to a gym to better yourself. Correct. Right. <laughs> they just, I'm sorry, folks, but, it's not a laughing matter, but if I didn't laugh, I would cry. No, I, but I think, I think many people tuning in today to the podcast yeah. are going to find as much humor as we do, Denny, because it was ridiculous. First of all. It's not funny because people died, but it is funny because we just, you know, throughout the history of, of, of living, you're supposed to question things that don't make sense, things that don't appear to have common sense. And the problem is, whenever anyone questioned what was the official word on COVID, you were you were labeled as as oh my God, either racist, demagogue, xenophobe, crackpot, etc. Et well, cetera, either et either you were with Fauci, or you were not with Fauci. That's how this it whole was thing. That simple. It, it was, was that simple. You got it. You we have to remember. We have to simplify this because we had people giving us all kinds of nonsense. And let me go back to the sequestration to the two-week pause. Okay. Okay. Yes. In biblical times, let's talk about leprosy. What happened during leprosy in biblical times? What did they do, Denny, with the people? They separated them from the healthy people. Okay. That's so what they did. They separated the disease sufferers disease from, right. from the healthy. That's okay. correct. Who were the people that were sequestered? The healthy or the diseased? The diseased. Thank you. You at... <laughs> You should never, ever, ever sequester 99.99% of a healthy population. And that's what we did. So you know what the virus did during that two weeks, which became three weeks, which became a month, which became two months, because we went from a two-week pause sure, into right. lockdowns and shutdowns, mm -hmm. right? So if a virus can reproduce and it finds hosts, human beings... Staying at home. It, it, yeah, and we can, we, can, we can reproduce unchallenged. What challenges a virus? What challenges a virus that's innate to every human being that God created? I mean, it's not my background, but if I were to guess, yes. a healthy immune system, Bingo, a healthy that's lifestyle the answer. To, to ward off. Our body is an incredible machine, thanks to God. I don't apologize being a Christian either, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, you know, our body warts off st stuff every day. It's how we're built. But Wonderfully the, designed immune system day. Yes. When, when, when our lockdowns and shutdowns and two-week pause occurred, that virus went unchallenged because we weren't mixing and communing with each other, sharing. Not only do we spread diseases and viruses and bacteria to each other, which is normal, we also share and spread antibodies with each other. So when you take the antibody mix out of a pandemic, allowing the virus, in this case COVID, to proliferate, it went unchallenged. So when we look back at the end of the two-week pause and the lockdown, if the two-week pause would have worked any, let me ask you this, would there have been a need to have all the lockdowns and all the ensuing shutdowns that happened after the two-week pause, would there have been a need if the two-week pause worked? 
Uh, I no. Thank uh, you. The, the, the answer. That's the whole thing. The but, answer is no. But the yes. The thing is, I think what it was, and look, I, I certainly don't want to be in charge. I can't even imagine the decisions that our government had to make and our leaders had to make. But I think they should have put more faith in the public to be able to handle the truth. You know, having an answer of "I don't know" because this is new is more acceptable, is acceptable. Correct. than saying. I want you to ruin your child's next four years in education and your own personal life and bankrupt your companies because I'm an old scaredy cat and I'm in charge. Since when should an old scaredy cat be in charge? Never in my mind. If not, you don't not good know, leadership quality. Correct. If you don't know, have enough faith to tell the American people, we just don't know. Maybe you should air some caution going forward, and it looks like it's this. I think the problem is either they were lying intentionally or they were lying out of uh, just not knowing any different. And I, it, it caused a spiraling effect that we're still feeling. I, you know, think about the kids who've had to wear a mask all day long for the last two years, that they're now saying we were wrong in needing to do this. You know, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. Think about the many companies that have been bankrupted where they're now saying we were wrong in our original estimations. Well, how many people, companies, how many small businesses shut down? The, the economic fallout of this pandemic has been inexcusable. There is, there's nothing, again, I, can't, I can go back to scientific all the time. I can't think of another time in history where this has happened because the original one, uh, the H1N1, was what, 1918 when it came the out? The Spanish flu during Sp World War I. And, and that, let me tell you, I think that took out 50, 60 million people worldwide, over 600,000 in our country. We didn't have... Uh, any vaccines? We didn't have any antibiotics back then. No N95 masks. No ICUs. No so, protective. So the equipment. masks. Has it been proven that they work or don't work? Has anyone actually came up and said? Sure, I can give you that data. Okay, well, what's the data then? The only data. Excuse me. The data has shown that the only effective mask in the COVID pandemic era. Yes. Yeah. N95, N95 prop, properly, properly fitted, fitted. Okay. and you can't keep wearing it day after day after day after day because humidification coming from inside as we mm -hmm. exhale causes those instant insides of the mask to saturate and therefore the filters saturate, therefore rendering the mask clinically ineffective. So again, we, we can most of what we're talked about, people have heard many times over. Right. Here's something. The kids in school with masks. If you want to make people wear masks, mandate masks, which I don't agree with. Okay. But but if there was such a thing as a mask mandate that was effective, every person, every entity, every organization should have been advocating and insisting upon one and only one type of mask that we know was proven to be effective, you know which how, is the properly fitted N95. You know how hard it would have been to get everyone to wear that? I think that's why they didn't do it, because I can't even think of the economic, hey, uh, we're going to give 340 million people an N95 properly fitted mask, and oh, by the way, you should only wear it for one day and then throw it out. Okay, so, so they couldn't I, I, have done it. So then the question becomes, and I think it's been saying that the regular cloth mask that we're wearing 
is really not effective. They're ineffective. Here, here's the, here's it's been the, proven scientifically. Okay, well that's yes. why I have you on here to talk about this because too many people have politicized this. Look, politicized this. I love my country. I'm a veteran. I wanted, I took the vaccine mostly because of my mother. She's an aging mom. I had to look at her. I didn't want to take it, <laughs> but, but I did take it. Uh, I hope I did the right thing. I hope I don't, uh, you know, have three-headed kids down the road or, or I turn into a mongoloid. Has You're already been, starting to transition. I know. Yeah, I'm, starting, I'm getting hairy in my nose hairs and everything. But, I mean, I, the therapeutics seem to have been just as effective, it seemed, after further research than the vaccines. Well, there's and, a whole nother... And there were a lot of people who took the vaccines that had bad side and died. Isn't that true? Well, we've had some, we've had some significant side effect issues with the vaccines in my patient population. Yeah. I've seen mostly, which is interesting, neurologic fallout, neurologic symptoms, people with numbness, people with okay. weaknesses in extremities, losing... But did they have a pre-existing condition no. prior? No. They were perfectly healthy. Perfectly healthy. Okay. Well, you, we don't see that data. It's just, you know, the other thing... Um, yeah, you, you don't read about the data. Hey, what's happened? What's show me a controlled study of all those who took you know the vaccine? What happened six months later? You know what happened? You know a year later because we're we first had vaccines uh, at the end of uh, President Trump's presidency, and and of course they all said if he came up with it, I'm not going to take it. And I found it ironic that <clears throat> after he left, now everyone had to take a vaccine or, during or you were <laughs> during the vice presidential debate. Uh, I, I will remind our audience <laughs> okay. because it's so important to remember these these issues because the political party in, in question, Democrat Party, will, okay. al will always, always think that the American people will forget. I don't forget, especially when it was something like this, where Kamala Harris said in the debate against Vice President Pence, if Donald Trump tells me to take a vaccine... I will not take it. That was the words that came out of her mouth during the campaign okay. of 2020, what went on. So, so yes, Danny, you are absolutely correct. Those people who used and still continue to use the pandemic for their political gain and purpose, they can change in, in their mind. I think most Americans, including myself, we took the vaccine because we thought we were uh, contributing to a safe society. But I think it, it was sold also because people get very angry. And, and let me tell you what I don't like. Again, I, I took the vaccine, but I believe you should have a choice. People want to compare this. Well, no one complained about the, uh, uh, the polio vaccine, but polio had how high of a death rate? 30 percent? With kids, they're up to 30 percent. And what was the death rate for COVID? Less for children? For, for children. Probably 0. 0.00001, not even significant. It wouldn't so you, even register. So you see, if you just question this, all of a sudden they want to shut you down and label you. We're just asking common sense questions. Well, show me the evidence. How many have actually died yes. under the age of 18 <laughs> who didn't have existing, well, pre-existing conditions? Shutting down dissenting opinions is part of another type of Ep epidemic I pandemic guess. that we have going on but in this all, country but, but if we all talk more amongst each other like we are like we are today right, 
it would, you know, it would make us go, oh, I, I really didn't think about that. Instead of like politicizing, well, my favorite talking head on TV told me it was this way. And I never question what he or she says. So you're the enemy if you're telling me something different. Correct. No, I want to know how they came about this. And we discussed this, that Florida had, oh my God, pre, uh, Governor DeSantis, I said President DeSantis, God, it's a... That's a hope and dream of mine. Sorry, <laughs> folks. I, I was at a, a rally with him speaking with you last yes. month. How great was he, huh? Ron how, DeSantis how, was... How great was he speaking he about was, common sense and, and, and all the craziness that's out there? He was but on fire. He he had put a, a bunch of uh, monoclonal... Uh, monoclonal. Monoclonal, sorry. That's all right. New York in me, folks. <laughs> he had a bunch of these in Florida that were for free. And and I think people mm. were were very ill with COVID and they would go into these and a day or two later they would leave feeling great. <laughs> but probably, that was downplayed as well. Probably about maybe a year ago, Governor DeSantis began with 17 monoclonal antibody treatment centers across okay. the state of Florida. That eventually morphed into 20, I believe 20, we got up to 27 okay. treatment centers. And they were free. You, you go there and uh, you could, you know, they were free. You. you could, okay, but here's the good news. You don't have to be COVID positive. Okay. You could. You don't have to have symptoms. If you if you were if you went somewhere and you were exposed to someone that had COVID. Okay. You could go to the center and get your treatment. The the whole thing about the monoclonal antibodies, if you got the treatment as soon as you thought you were exposed, as soon as you started to have some minor symptoms, the sooner you got the monoclonal antibody treatment, the better off your condition was. And there is absolutely no doubt, scientific truth, that when people went to these centers, they stayed out of the hospitals and the mortality rate was almost nil, almost nothing with people who were treated with monoclonal antibodies. So Governor DeSantis, Denny, saw the need, as, as I saw the need, as I had communicated with the governor's office, as many of us had with the governor's office here okay. in the state of Florida, focus on therapeutics because the vaccine was questionable. We had not had a lot of good data collected because it's new. And we understand if it's a new vaccine, you can't have good data. It wasn't studied as long as it normally is studied. There are some people that said, oh no, the technology they use for the vaccine has been around for years. So that's a that's a falsehood that they rushed it. Well, Denny, but you, I mean, has there ever been in the history a vaccine created so quickly like that? No. And you, the, the other thing you cannot do, you cannot extrapolate, well, if it worked here, then I'm thinking in theory, it's going to work here. That's not how medicine's practiced. Medicine, you have a theory, use a scientific method, study okay. it, mm -hmm. get your results from your data. And if, it's, if, if you want to do the same thing for a different situation, that has to go through the same scientific process of study and results and discussion. So you, can't, you cannot transfer, extrapolate one thing from another. And so... You can't say that about the mRNA well, it, vaccines either. Has it been proven that by having a vaccine, you're likely to uh, not get as well, or get as sick or die? Because they change the goalposts. See, that's the, the whole thing about this whole pandemic is they always change the goalposts. And it went something like this. Well, and, and this is people who were quoted either at rallies or on the news. If you take the <laughs> vaccine, you won't get COVID. Then that turned into, well, 
you could get COVID okay, with the vaccine, but you won't get really sick. Then it was, well, you could still get very sick, but you won't die. Then it was, well, you could die. Well, maybe we need well, a, maybe we need a third shot. Maybe we should get a booster. <laughs> and so I think people were losing their patience, saying, "Well, wait a minute! I did everything you said. Take me for example. Prior to me being fully vaccinated, I had been exposed to like eight people, including my lady, who we lived together. Okay, she got it. Mm -hmm. I did not." You That's because you had a strong immune Correct. system. Correct. I rarely get a cold. That's just my yes. doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. He looks at me and goes, how old are you? <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be $125. That'll be $125, <laughs> right. I, I don't know, folks. I mean, I, I'm not the most handsome fellow, but I'm going to be 59 in July, and I certainly don't look like a lot of my, uh, you know, when I go to reunions. I'm older than you. Are you older than me? Oh, I am. No, Denny. Good man. Good yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I didn't, I had avoided it all. It wasn't until after I was fully vaccinated that I got COVID. Well, here's the problem. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, again, folks, I'm not anti-vax, pro Make your own, per my whole point is make your own personal decisions. Correct. I never thought I'd see where a government forces you to do something like that, or an employer says, you can't work anymore, uh, or, pun Randy. or punishes you if or you don't. Or punishes you, right. Yes. So anyway, uh, what was your point that I rudely interrupted you on? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the focus from the government was on the vaccines and the vaccines only. Right, not the therapeutics. I remember at some point several months ago, our esteemed epidemiology, Joe, got on TV and called the COVID pandemic, the pandemic of the unvaxxed. Yes, and I do remember if, if that. My, if my flat screen wasn't so expensive, I would have thrown the beer. <laughs> I would have thrown the beer can like I was watching the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so that is not true because we know now, proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Look at the two White House press secretaries, both of them now fully vaxxed, fully boosted. Guess they what? COVID, right? They've got COVID. Okay. So let me finish, Denny, please. Yes. So just to clarify, and this is why we lose faith, like you're saying, right. they move the goalposts. We lose faith in what the expert St. Fauci, if you notice, by the way, he's been absent for well over a month because he's lost credibility. You haven't, he haven't seen him. He's starting to come out now, he's not, but for a month. He's not sleeping with the fishes like Luca Brasi, is he? I, he, I thought he might have been, but he's, he's, <laughs> starting, wondering. he's starting to creep back out. Oh, wait, the Ukraine war come. Yeah. That's why we're not talking about COVID anymore, folks. We need a distraction. We needed a distraction. But let's get back to COVID. Yes, let's okay. get back to COVID. So we didn't put a lot of faith and confidence because of the stories that we were being told and saying, if you took the vax, if you took the booster, mm -hmm. you will, two things, you won't get ill and you won't spread it. Right. But people who are vaxxed are super spreaders. We know that people who are vaxxed spread and do become ill with COVID. So the whole, this is what the nonsense is. This is what drives me crazy as a healthcare professional. It drives <clears throat> me crazy as a common sense American. As I'm sure it does to <laughs> our, mil our, millions, our millions of guests. And listen, today. my whole point is, I hope I don't get Joe Rogan done this episode, <laughs> okay? But maybe it'd be great for my ratings. My whole point is there's a lot of misinformation out there. And if more people talk with each other, not at each other, 
Like, hey, you're wrong because my favorite talking head on TV told me this. So you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. When you ask stuff like, well, where's the proof of it? And they go, well, I don't know. I heard what's his name say it, so it's got to be true. <clears throat> I heard Ran- true. I heard Randy say it. I heard I heard Randy say it. Yeah, it's got to be true. Lundy, it's got to be true. <laughs> Are you discrediting yourself already? <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> yes, you did. Mark it down, folks. Randy Lundy admitted <laughs> that he may not know the answer. <laughs> and there's a lot of things I do I not know. Right. Yeah, Are you sure? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> I can't go golfing with this guy without him telling, okay, now in this shot, don't be too- – Randy, will you shut up and let me just hit my shot now? Um <laughs> But but look, all kidding aside, what I, my whole point is, if more people would talk and ask common sense questions, yes, fear is a it's like a a great drug. I still see people, Randy, <clears throat> driving in their cars with the windows rolled up, wearing a mask by themselves. By themselves, yes. I see them walking in the beach in an open air, no one else around, wearing, wearing a, a mask. mask. And I've, I, my whole point is, when does it stop? Fear and control could be the great experiment. And may, I don't know. I don't want to think about conspiracy theories. We're not perfect. I love our country. But why in the world did they decide to do this and go this route instead of the common sense approach? You ever wonder? <clears throat> I, well, I, number one, I think common sense in America is a lost art. Number two, we have a lot of people working in the government that I call educated derelicts. They've got master's <laughs> how you, degrees. How do you really feel about them? <laughs> They've got master's degrees. They've got doctoral degrees. And what comes out of their mouths is just political jargon. I don't, I don't, I don't care about the political part. Again, I don't either. The, the whole thing I that really bothered that bothered me was doc is Governor DeSantis, and I should have I, I could even say Doctor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. Early on, we figured out, we being the medical community, and he acknowledged that in the state of Florida, we figured out who the at-risk demographic people were that would be really subject to some bad situations because of COVID. And that was people that were over the age, well, 65, but 75 significantly, over the age of 65. Those people that were in group homes like skilled nursing facilities, mm-hmm. assisted living facilities, and memory care. Okay. And those people with, co- with comorbid, coexisting conditions, mm-hmm. diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, kidney failure, and respiratory diseases. We, so we figured this all out. Then, as time went on, we found out that COVID had an affinity for adipose tissue, which is a nice way to say fat people were more subject. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a science. Heavy people, people with, with obesity. I know were all about much, adipose, folks. Which were much greater risk <laughs> for COVID complications. They were, yeah. Than, the, as you said, than then, people that were see... healthy and of proper weight. So it's so bizarre because then I've heard of people that were severely overweight, diabetic. I mean, they were they were uh, stepping on a on a banana peel, okay, and they got COVID, overcame it. I've heard of people in their 80s and 90s, and then you hear about someone who's perfectly healthy dying of COVID. And that's because everybody's immune system is different. It's different. And we have many different hospitals around the country treating COVID hospitalization cases vastly different from each other. And one thing that really ticks me off Mm -hmm. to this day, Denny, that we still don't have, we should have a treatment protocol paradigm. Now, what that means is for any situation 
any and every situation that we find with COVID, there should be a template of interventions already written down. If you present with this, this is the protocol to treat. And then if you, you die, they don't have that now. That's well, hard to now, believe. now we hang on, hang on. You have it from in your center. I have it right here. Okay. <clears throat> This is can is this a good place where the folks can uh, see this? I mean, this? let's see for those who are watching, those who are listening. Obviously, they can't. Uh, where could they find the information? Okay, website. I'm, I'm just going to hold this up here for another okay. second. Okay, this is called the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance newsletter. Okay, Frontline COVID Critical Care or FLCCC, Frontline COVID Critical Care. Go to the website. FLCCC, and you can get 77 pages. I, and what I did here, for those of you that are watching, I have the first page, and I went ahead and printed not all 77 pages, Denny, well, but, that's the, good. but the second page, <laughs> table of contents. And this table of contents will talk about treatment protocols and treatment paradigms of most any situation that you may find a COVID sufferer in. Now, why do I say this ticks me off? Because I never once heard the government, the expert St. Fauci, nobody from that podium going to the podium and advocating for therapeutics. Monoclonal antibodies is an effective, life-saving, hospitalization-avoiding therapeutic. Folks, that has not happened. We need to have protocols which we can put together, which we do have. Every day, every day, any credible physician working for the government in top leadership positions should be advocating for therapeutics, of which, of which hydroxychloroquine in combination with zinc, vitamin D3, and azithromycin, including oh, the same which holds trues. He, he'll use the hydrochloroquine. I think we're, I think you, we're out. Hydroxychloroquine. You, I think you conservative radical, you. You, you, what do they call you? You, you demagogue, you. <laughs> my, I mean, I guess I'm a, this could Xenophobe be. as well, yes. Russian, dis, Russian disinformation. You're, exactly. Yeah. And, and. God, think about all the press I'll though, say, that came from the hydrochloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, hydro yeah. I don't even know how you to say it, say it properly, correct. <laughs> so you know I'm not going to take it. <laughs> well, put, put, put that in the same but category as ivermectin. Wasn't that, 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 that horse pill that uh, Joe Rogan took or something like that, that was the big that's why Joe Rogan what you were talking about that's yeah. why Joe's off he had he dared to take on the, the one of the mRNA innovators okay and so interview. that's what it was he challenged him and no he didn't challenge him the, the, he brought a person on that was that he interviewed on his his show mm -hmm. that where this expert person who was involved with mRNA okay innovation they had a talk. They interviewed. This subject matter conflicted with the expert St. Fauci's data or his narrative mm. because Rogan and that interview totally challenged the narrative and the mantra coming out of the government. That's why Rogan got booted. And of course, part of that conversation Rogan was having was about the vaccines about the, the boosters, saying, of course, that it is not what it's been purported to be. You can still spread and you can still get COVID, even though you're considered to be 
fully vaxxed, which now would be two shots, two rounds, and one booster, soon now to oh, be a please. second booster. Well, and I think, look, the other thing that got Joe in trouble was he had one side of the argument. So, And don't we get one side of the argument coming from the government's uh, of podium? Of course we do. This, okay. is not, this is not a perfect world that we live in. And I always, look, if anyone listening that would like to refute what we're talking about, you're welcome to be a guest. If you have irrefutable evidence that vaccines is the only and best way to go, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Just like when I tell people that uh, I'm unapologetically a conservative Republican, please come on my show and tell me why free everything works for our country. Because <laughs> that's not how we were founded by the uh, Christian fundamental uh, founders that we had. Are we perfect? Of course not, folks. We, but nobody is. The whole world is not perfect. Well, we've evolved from uh, errors, and we're making right. ourselves a better a better union. As at, the, at least that's the goal. So the main that thing is the goal. Is, yes, you know the latest of of the the COVID thing is now there's another variant. Now, you made me laugh. The, yes. First there was the original, then there was the Delta, then there was the Omicron, and what's the latest variant called? The Delta Cron. The Delta Cron. Man, that's some that's some pretty innovative name. Cre- very right creative. There. Yes. So. Uh, but you think it might be not as lethal or no what, what, it's the Del- delta cron is a subvariant of the omicron by the way it's not omicron oh it's study the greek alphabet it's omicron that is properly pronounced omicron us guys from brooklyn we just brutalize the language all the time folks so the omicron was a variant a sub a variant of the original covid yes. viral well it was a third makeup. it was a third strain Third strain because Delta was second. Number right? two was Delta. Yes. So we've had we've had basically had three, one, two, three, going into our fourth surge. If you notice the pattern of COVID, mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get COVID. It'll be it'll it'll be around and proliferate and peak out at about eight to ten weeks and takes about a about a two to three week tumble back down. So in a surge lasts basically maybe three months and there's a six to eight month lag and then you get the second surge. Then you get the third surge, which is what we just so finished. So wh- where are we now? We're oh, going globally. into surge. We, we, we would be going into the life cycle of COVID of surge number four. This would be a subvariant. Delta Cron is a okay. subvariant of the variant Omicron. Okay. Now, Interestingly enough, they're saying that this has already hit New York City. Okay. So anybody with COVID now, the government is saying is the fourth surge of the subvariant Deltacron. Okay. If that, I hope that all, I'm trying to make it as simple as I well, can. Well, you know, here's what I hope. I mean, my goodness, so many have died from this. So many have been very ill. I mean, I just pray that it comes to an end sooner rather than later. I don't watch it as closely anymore because I think people are just punch drunk from the whole thing. And um, well, I think Americans we're trying to yes. hold. We're, we're trying to get back to normal as best as we can. We don't want to be frivolous. I think most people do care about not just themselves, but people around them and their families. So we're most people I know want to do the right thing, but we need to know what really is the right thing and and <clears throat> to modify. Everything as we know, our behaviors, our institutions. That's not the answer. That is not the answer. That is not the answer. I I can I can sit here assuredly and I'll debate anybody and you and would too. Right. Yeah. Modifying lifestyles and the behaviors that went on through this pandemic is not the answer. 
The answer simply is, and I, I, I will say this right to the camera, use therapeutics. Therapeutics work. They help to keep you out of the hospital. They'll help to keep you out of the morgue. Use the therapeutics that have been proven. And I'll give you another example, Denny, and I'll give example to our listeners and our viewers. Merck, Sharp and Dome. Merck, big drug company. Pfizer, big drug company. Yeah. The both of them have been talking for a couple of months now about this oral tablet, a pill that is you take it <clears throat> with symptoms and your symptoms subside, keeps you out of the hospital and keeps you out of the morgue. Very similar to monoclonal antibodies. So Pfizer has this pill, Merck has this pill, and they're rapidly trying to get emergency youth authorization from the FDA, just like the mRNA vaccines did, to get out to market ASAP as soon as possible. The Merck product, the Pfizer product, all contain pretty much the same ingredients. And the main ingredient, Denny, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> in the Pfizer and Merck product is ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> ivermectin folks so of all the boo ha ha uh, the horse ivermectin what, yes it's, what, a, it's what, a parasitic dewormer why it's, politics has any uh, dewormer yeah. that's, that's, that's what ivermectin is used for with, oh uh, with with horses I mean that's that's how people know it and yeah. so they were trying so they well, I'm, the government listen, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation because we're not hitting people over the head saying are you stupid taking the vaccine or I still it's think not, there's no reason for that. Yeah, the, right. The, yeah. It's a personal choice. Everyone tries to do the best that they can with the information that is given to them. So, I again, I said early in our conversation mm -hmm. that it's okay to say I really, we really don't know. We think it's this, but we don't know. Why do leaders have to know everything 100%? I want our leaders to be honest with us, <laughs> correct, and say this is what we do know, and here's what we don't know. In Govern the, yourself accordingly. And that, mm. my whole point is, if you're honest with the American people, they will be able to handle it instead of creating this great divide and this political, well, you either do it this way or you're the enemy. Or No, we're just all Americans trying to figure out the best thing to do in this terrible uh, situation. Look, I think the pandemic is certainly where we want it to be compared to what it used to be, right? It's, it seems to be more under control. Well, people are still getting COVID. Yes. There are still people dying from it. It's not totally gone. But compared to what it was just, say, six months ago. It's not going to be gone. COVID, it's not, COVID, right? COVID will never go away. We are not in a battle, in a war, to get a winner and a loser. Yeah. That's not, you know, one, COVID's dead, we win. That is not how we should be looking at this COVID virus or anything having to do with a pandemic. The goal is to save lives. That's what my business is. My, bus my business is to save lives, whether they were troops in the field or whether they're my current patients that I have in the civilian world. Our goal is to prevent death and mortality. So all I'm saying- And stop and misinformation. All I'm saying is don't block information. This is we're here today, Denny, right? Because we want to give information. We want to let people know what's out there. We want to let them know what's happened in the state of Florida. Governor DeSantis had it right. Back in the original surge, we started sequestering seniors and those people that were high risk. 
Those are the people that we were protecting because around the country and other states, those are the people that were not being sequestered, that were not being protected. And those are the ones that were high on the mortality list, the elderly with comorbidities, chronic conditions. So we know the, we know the population of people, the demographics that are at risk. So if we work on that, give people, as you said, Denny, neither Denny nor myself have any issue with anybody wanting to take and taking a vaccine. Absolutely not. No issue whatsoever. You want to take a boost? No issue whatsoever. Absolutely. My, I won't speak for you, my issue is, well, maybe I can speak for Denny. Our issue is information, the ability to have a free exchange of that information, not censoring people not canceling people that have a different opinion or a different clinical experience, which is the critical part. If I've had a different clinical experience, well, or if they just Denny, have a question, hey, what you know? Sure. Is that really a fact, or is this just something that you believe? Right. And I and we and we <laughs> That's can. That's the difference. And we bring I, to them. We bring to them this. Right. The frontline COVID critical care. Go to the website and just read. There's some great information here. Things that we've been talking about are there. I think also. Folks, if you can remember the common sense of washing hands, taking care, eating well, taking your vitamins, drinking plenty of water. I know this. Maintain this, your uh, ideal weight. Maintain your ideal weight. Right. Well, we. I need to work on that, folks. <laughs> I think uh, we but, all do. <laughs> I think all of this really does play a factor. There are going to be other viruses that come and go. And, that you know, we to think about that we're going to have a fail-safe way of stopping viruses from... Uh, spreading and killing people, that's not a realistic outcome that people should hope for. And for all those who lost, you know, I, it's almost like cancer now. You know that old saying, I'm sure you know someone who's died of cancer. Well, COVID's getting close to that. Mm -hmm. I know plenty of people <clears throat> who have gotten it and died. I know plenty that have gotten it and overcome. I know people who, who had it and didn't know they had it. Bottom line is you should practice common sense of hygiene and um, limit yourself to crowded situations because here's the other thing that I thought was bad during the pandemic. There were many people who knew they had it and they didn't stay home. They went out and did whatever the hell they wanted to do. And that also spread it as well. I got it. Let me tell you this last Christmas was the worst Christmas I can remember because I got it. Mm -hmm. And I stayed away from my family for 10 days. I did the right thing. And after the 10th day, the CDC comes on TV and says, well, we were wrong. Five seven, days seven is days. fine. No, they said <laughs> five, five? <laughs> five days fine. And I'm like, yeah, I, I yelled out a few expletives. But you know what, folks? I did the best that I could with the information that I had because I care about people. I love my family. And I certainly, you know, I don't want to contribute to spreading it to other people. And I think a lot of the spreading uh, were people who got it. And, and, you know, they would go to work and go, well, why didn't you tell anybody? You know what they would say? Well, I really needed the money. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> I think what Denny's saying is let's everybody be responsible. Yes. yes. That is what I'm saying. What do you yes. think I'm saying? <laughs> We're going back to that forest thing Are you looking at me? Again? No, not you. I know you better, my friend. You're, you're, yeah. Not only you're a good friend, but I Thank admire you. a lot of things that you – you are a conservative. Um, you'd give the shirt off your back for someone else if they needed it. 
And that's what I admire well, about we're, you. We're all part. Of, we're all in the same service mission. I think so. We are. We all, uh, at least we should, all care about our country, our, about each other, our family. That's what life is about. Well, so, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to. We're not here to bring bad fortune or fame on anyone. It's it's it. The whole idea is to. Hopefully, we're going to have a surge. We're going to have another surge, I'm Denny. I'm sure we are. I, I, my prediction, I told my girlfriend, the second best host on your – our guest, <laughs> well, well, I she, should she's, say. She's going to have a chance to outdo you, you know. She I'm always does. come in. She always does. And uh, because she, you know, she runs that senior community, which yes. is a very important topic. Yes, it is. Senior community care. People need to understand about, you know, I'm dealing with my older mother as well. And it, it's something that we Americans need to talk to each other not just America, globally. Uh, there's a different culture. Well, you, but can't, you cannot imagine, Denny, the challenges that Bobby had at her campus with COVID. Ah, yeah. Now, you're talking, about, you're talking about not only the residents, yeah. but staff that walk in the door. When you lose staff yeah. and they had to be out for 10 days, mm -hmm. everybody who doesn't have COVID has to work double shifts, chip in, pitch in. And it was, it's a challenge in these, in these facilities with seniors who are our most at-risk demographic population. Yeah. So you, I am sure Bobby, Bobby can share all that with you. It was, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge. Again, my, my estimate is probably mid-April, we'll start, to, we'll start to surge, we'll start to be more, more, more evident. So in other words, when I'm going to Memphis to compete for the Blues Conference, which was delayed in January because, because of, of COVID. Omicron. <laughs> did I say it right? Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. I said Omicron. I didn't say Omnicron. No, you did not. Um, so it may happen again. So who, who knows if that'll be delayed? Uh, you know, I hope, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you got some, um, some good tips, some information. Uh, the number to call and complain that you hated this podcast is my office line. That's call him. 561-537-5897. Again, I hate your show at 561-537-5897. Uh, you can uh, catch the video part of this on Denny Artachi show on my YouTube channel or go on Spotify or the other ones. Randy, it's been great. Um, I tell you, Bobby's going to have her hands full to try and outdo you on this one. Well, you know, we've got a dinner bet on it already. Already? Yes. All and right. if I lose, you're buying. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks for listening to Denny Artachi show, folks. And uh, this Friday... I'm going to have a very special guest. This is a, a successful, wonderful single mom cancer survivor. Nice. And she, when she went through this, she felt like she was alone. And she endured and became a survivor. And that's going to be a very impactful story. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Denny Artachi Show. Thank you. Brian? <laughs>